to another episode of the Screaming Eagles podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Manly Seagulls and the Parrot Eels. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me once again via satellite from his safe room at the Peter Inn is Billy Night Train Buttons. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, studio audience. What a great sight you all are tonight. Well, it's good to, uh, good to hear your dulcet tones again, Billy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think it's important in times like this that you know we're in some we don't talk about coronavirus no however it's important to get some normalcy back in your life you know like where you can try and keep things as relatively normal as possible i know that's hard sometimes you got to stick to a a schedule stick to the schedule so that you don't go crazy and i've um i'm doing that because um i'm hungover today oh good yeah as as most Sunday sessions, Sunday recordings go. Yep. And how are you, Billy? I'm hungover. Well, yeah, the missus and I got on FaceTime last night. We got on um, House Party. We okay. got on Zoom or yeah. whatever whatever it is. We tried them all. Yes. And um, ended up hitting a bottle of Mezcal a little bit harder than I probably should have. Wow. And, um, yeah, I felt very dusty today. So do you recommend the, um, do you, do you recommend the Zoom party? I look. I actually found so I tried this. Someone, my sister, recommended this house party app. I don't yep. know if anyone's told you about it. It was terrible. Like it, we we had my family basically on there, mm. and it didn't. That work. might have like been was, one of the problems. But yep. Yeah. No. It, but it was. It was just the the quality was terrible. You know. Like, right. And then we just did FaceTime, and it was it was it's a bit harder to figure out how to add people. Mm. Um. But once you did, the quality was like a lot better. So. Um, yeah, but that was, that was fun. Just getting really drunk at home with the kids upstairs, talking to people on, um, FaceTime. (laughs) And did you, and did you slowly go from like, um, Zoom to house party to Facebook to cam for free? Yeah. And then to to Pornhub and then myfreecams.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you've been. You're not as big an Instagram creep as I am. No. So I'm. I'm a. I'm a big Instagram creep. That's one of my. Um, that's one your, of my. You get your my stalks passions. on. Yeah, it's following. Would you call it a hobby? It's. It's a passion. It's yep. more than a hobby. It's okay. a passion. It's a sure. passion project. Yep. And um, there are a lot of very hungry strippers out there now i think i said this last week but they're even they're even hungrier now which mm. you know, because all the all the stripping's been banned so it's this only maybe we should start an only fans have you heard of only fans no what is that so it's it's basically like a patron it's like an instagram but you have to pay to get access to it so now all the strippers are like subscribe to my only fans it's like 
it varies in prices, allegedly. I've, I've investigated <laughs> and it can be anything from like $10 a month to $50 a month. Whoa. And you get access to their, you know, but it, there's no, they can free their nipples on, um, on OnlyFans. So I might have it, to sign up because as you would, know, yeah, as you know, yeah. during the week, I actually lost my job. Yes, I know. So Thoughts much like prayers. yourself, I am now a full-time podcaster as well, which well, is terrific. How does it pay, exciting. by the way? Oh, it pays great. Good. It's rewarding. Nothing yeah. more rewarding than than editing a podcast and seeing no one listen to it. <laughs> Seven people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I figured if we charge $300 per person, <laughs> then that's enough to pay my mortgage. So... Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm sure everyone's everyone's got a lot of loose cash at times like this, so they probably don't mind. Well, you just think about how much free free entertainment we've given them over the years. That's right. Least. At, what, at what price does a smile come? <laughs> priceless. <laughs> it's absolutely priceless. Um, my house, house, however, is yeah. not priceless. It does have a price and I need to pay it off. So yeah. uh, please send. We'll, we'll drop pants for food right now. Just, 100%. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It all it all helps. It all helps. Um, so uh, so yes, yeah, so I've had a bit of time on my hands as well, and I got a little bit of a. Uh, I got my smoke on today. Oh yeah, I saw. How, yeah. how did that go? So what did you do? So I got my. So I got half a brisket. Okay. Um, got the old offset smoker going. Put Gee, it on. It's good. That's a good looking smoker. It is a good looking smoker. I yeah. uh, I got a good deal on it too. This. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this guy I knew, really, this rich guy, um, was just giving it away, <laughs> like a fool, just giving yeah, it away was, like a fool while he while he circle jerked around his big green egg, and, big green uh, egg that's still big failing green flop. me. Yeah, it's been a big green flop, um, big green lemon. So I got I got my smoke on, which was uh, which was pretty good. Yeah, that. I saw you. I saw your Facebook. You're uploading. So I got uh, very, very, you know, very smug photos of like a delicious <laughs> brisket with a with a nice salsa verde. Yeah. Well, I made I made my salsa verde from a recipe by Roy Choi, who okay. uh, we're a big Roy Choi f- uh, uh, fan in the family. Yeah. We love a bit of Roy Choi, so we got his salsa verde and we made tacos with a brisket. It was mm. uh, it was next level. But but I mean after yeah. after three I was done. Like it's very rich. <laughs> that's, I won't lie. I had to with, go and sit on the toilet. That's why brisket's so after. good in a taco. Yeah. Brisket's just fantastic in a taco. Anyone who hasn't put it in a taco with a bit of a with a salsa of some description, it's got that acidity to. Yeah, mm, you need to my cut. My mouth's watering. through the. It fat. really is watering. God. Um. All right. Should we should we should we move straight along? And yeah. it's about that time to open up. The Medical Files. Reed Mahoney falls to the curse of Billy Buttons. <laughs> Marnie. Reed Marnie. What did I say? Mahoney. Uh, like, I, like breathless Mahoney. Well, I was thinking Mahoney from, uh, from Police Academy, Police actually. Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks a little bit like a Steve Gutenberg. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so, basically, if anyone's you know upset about Reed Mahoney and his uh, season coming to an abrupt end, uh, and you think this isn't fair, this, but this is just one of life's you know 
no one's to blame for this. Well, you'd be mistaken because the man to blame is on the other end of the satellite right now. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Uh, I. I danced with the karma gods. I think we yep. went through this last week. Did we? And yeah. I thought we yeah. talked about it on the phone. Oh, maybe we did. I think we I talked about it on the phone. I think we talked about it during the podcast. But I've actually gone. I've gone through the files. Okay. What do you call it? Sequentiated, sequenced, sequentiated, whatever. Sequestered. Sequestered. That's it. Um, uh, The evidence, and I've got it right here. Uh, This is going back uh, before the start of the season, and I sent a text message to you saying, "Eels have sent their full strength team to Perth for nines. Dumb move by BA." And then you've written back, "That's the type of thinking that wins titles." I've written back nines titles, not NRL. And then you've written back, not everyone is as brittle as Tom Turbo. And I've written back, I really hope that last text doesn't come back to bite you. No chance. Manly, the only squad that deals with injuries, you know that. <laughs> I've just written, wow, you're just really doubling down. I'm sure you're right, though. There's no way Matt Parrell have a season-ending injury this year. Yeah. Oh. Well, he luckily, he got it in the grand final. Uh, and you know he's able to as celebrate a premiership season, a premiership winning season. Yep. Uh, because it looks like NRL will struggle to come back on to air. Uh, so I think I said this last week for sure. It's it sucks to get injured, but it's also if there was ever a season to get injured, you know this is this is probably this it, is the right? one. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right. Well, let's just. So get... I, will, I will have to. Um, I'll have to go a bit gentler to the karma gods next time, though, because I did. I, I actually felt like I gave Manly a lot more grief about not having a hooker. Like I was like, "You guys yeah. don't have a hooker." Every second tweet for a while there was like, "It's going to be awesome seeing you play without a hooker." And then when Reed Marnie went down, we literally don't have anyone to like. We, we'll have Clint Gutherson playing at hooker. Um, they're going to get this Ray Stone guy. They were saying they were going to get him, but he's he doesn't look like a hooker. He's quite he's like a second rower. You Do you know, still have like, Will Smith living that yeah, life? Some consider a myth. Yeah, he's he's definitely considered a myth. <laughs> um, but no, he's still around. But I think they tried. It's quite a specific skill set. Like just because you're little and fast. Mm doesn't mean you're a good hooker. Like you do have to be able to pass quite well. If you pass as like you found with Appy Corusau before he kind of came good. That and first before, season we had him, he was his yeah, passes were less than fresh. And they just if they're getting if they've got to stop to catch the ball a bit behind them, there's like no momentum. It's um like the Roosters sucked last year when Victor Radley was their hooker. Um you can't just throw a, a utility play. Like you can do it for 15 minutes or 20 minutes in a match, you know, when there's tiring players around you, but you can't do an 80 minute, um, you know, have someone who's not a hooker playing for 80 minutes as hooker. It, um, so, so, yeah, so it, it backfired. And I actually thought your guy Levy or Levy or however you say it, Danny Levi. Levi looked, 501. Yeah, Levi 501. He looked crisp and tight like a pair of Levi 501s. <laughs> he did. He was looking pretty good, I thought. He was pretty tight, like a pair of 501s after a big meal. Just... <laughs> yeah, that's right. After a few brisket tacos. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get into news.
Head coaches Ivan Cleary, Brad Arthur, Dean Pay, and Adam O'Brien have all been stood down from their respective clubs. Wow. Club in crisis. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what I find more alarming. The fact that I have no idea who Adam O'Brien is. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea. Who is he? Or the fact that uh, Ivan Cleary has been stood down. I mean, do you think this is... I? Are we reading between the lines? Because it says Ivan Cleary has been stood down, but Trent Barron hasn't. Do we? Yeah. Are we reading between the lines as Trent Barrett taking over as head coach at the Panthers? Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. uh, you heard it here first. Breaking, <laughs> breaking news. Exclusive. <laughs> I mean, I you know the Panthers are two and zero with uh, Trent Barrett. With Trent Barrett, that's mm. true. You look at last year and look at this year. Yeah, one What's looks a lot. Yeah, I mean, Trent Barrett. I mean, don't get me wrong. They'll have no fight in the second half. They'll just. <laughs> They'll just fall over. But, uh, you know, at least he's, he's doing better than Ivan Cleary. But um, yeah. did you what did you notice uh, did you notice who's missing from that list? I noticed Dez. There's no Dez. He's no still, Dez. No Manly. Still, still there. Still there. Still there. So maybe he was maybe he wasn't getting paid in the first place. <laughs> maybe he can't once once yeah. again. Once again, Scott Penn. He's he's ahead of the pack now. I, I, I we, we we briefly talked about this last uh, last week, mm. but I touched. I, I sent out a tweet again this week, mm. and it was just like, um, all the clubs, uh, with leagues clubs are now finding it financially difficult because they've got this albatross around their neck, whereas Manly got rid of their leagues club four years ago, <laughs> right. Now all teams, all teams right now are at home self-isolating. Manasse Fino has been self-isolating since December last year. <laughs> where lead, where Manly leads, the rest of the the comp follows. That's essentially well, that yeah. they they look to us to see what they should be doing next. Because well, wasn't Fino? Um, he, he, he stabbed someone. Like in the lungs, was it? Maybe he was just apt, like allegedly. That was what he was alleged. Is it in the done. lung? Was it? I thought there was. I thought it was like lung. Maybe he was. Maybe he was just ahead of the curve and and saw suspected coronavirus and was just trying to trying to do society a favor. And I think the guy it. was getting too close to him, and he was just yeah. like, "You you're not one point five meters." Just enforcing or, his social distancing. Yeah, he was he was trying to enforce his own bubble, his own mm. Manasseh bubble. Yeah, it's um, it is interesting though the um, the 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 private club. Uh, Scott Penn had an article during the the week uh, where he came out and said he's supporting. You know, he's going to continue to support Manly mm. um, with a few with a few notable comments in there. But I'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough times, tough times out there well, for the leagues clubs. Well, it's well, it's interesting is that every time they talk about clubs not coming back now, Joey. Joey, the NRL's greatest thinker, yeah, has jumped in there and he said that the, the comp would be better if it was only twelve teams, yeah, um, and and the less strong teams should go, um, which is really brave of him considering one of the less strong teams are the Knights. So he's basically saying we should get rid of the Knights. Um, but one of the teams I noticed that, um, I mean, Manly's always thrown in there. Manly and the Titans are basically the two teams that always get thrown in there. Mm. Um, 
But I know that uh, unlike most journalists, we don't just go along with hearsay. Yeah. And uh, we certainly just don't go along with the herd. So um, now we're going to we're going to take a deep financial dive into the NRL with high finance with Billy Buttons. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> All right, Billy, you've cracked open the you've cracked open the folders and you've been piecing the piecing it all together like a scene from the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, with with the, I had a, I've got a chalkboard and yes. I'm just drawing lines and there's photographs of Gus Gould and Ivan Cleary and everyone's connected. Yeah. It's a brown paper and, brown paper bags. It's brown paper bags. It's um so what better thing to do on a hangover than go through every club's annual report yeah. uh, which is kind of what I did today where possible. And um I, I put a few tweets out there, so I'm hoping if anyone is interested uh, from those tweets, they're tuning in and we might even get eight listeners. Yes. Um, probably not, though. It's not the most interesting stuff in the world. But I did want to just run my eyes over the financial accounts um, and a few things jumped out. So they, they kind of there's, there's two kind of categories of clubs in the NRL. They're uh, the ones that are supported by Lee's clubs. Mm. And then there are the ones that are privately owned and supported largely kind of by wealthy individuals. Yep. Um, uh, and so in the in the first category, the, the Leeds Club clubs, um, you're looking at, that's the majority of them. So you're mm-hmm. looking at the, the Bulldogs, the Eels, the Sharks, the Tigers, the, the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons, yep. the, the Panthers, um, the Raiders, the Knights now, um, because they're now owned by West Newcastle. So right. just that gets a bit um, confusing. They're called the Wests Group, but it's mm. actually they own the Knights. It's no relation to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the Cowboys and just to a slightly lesser extent, the Roosters. Um, and so... What about the Broncos? All- no, so the okay. Broncos, the the Broncos are actually on their own. The Broncos are listed on the ASX, so the Broncos are listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, the only NRL team to be listed on the ASX. Mm-hmm. But they're sixty nine percent owned by News Corp. Yeah, right. Still, right. So they're they're a bit of they're not really owned by a wealthy individual. They're owned by a wealthy conglomerate, mm. um, News Corp. Um, but there are you can buy shares in the Broncos if you if you're an idiot. Um, or leave your, all your worldly possessions to them when you yeah, die. That's right. That's right. Um, but it's quite staggering. So if you look at the amount of pokey revenue, I, I went off 2018 just because um, they were the most recent numbers I can get um, for all clubs. 2018? Look, yeah, for, okay. for, for just the pokey numbers. Yep. There's about $430 million in pokey revenue. Just through leagues clubs coming wow. in, so four hundred and thirty million million. Yep. Um, now that's not profit; that's just pokey revenue. And those leagues club have total revenues of about eight hundred million. Again, Wests who own the Knights are a bit harder to get their pokey revenue, um, but that's just uh, that. That's kind of the rough figures. The the financials you get aren't in great shape um, because not all the clubs um, prepare them for kind of external review. 
but that just gives you an idea of how much pokey revenue is going to be missing mm. from from the game mm. um, while, while these clubs are closed. Um, so so yeah, so you've got the Broncos who I guess are on their own. You've got those teams I just listed, about ten of them I guess. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, ten who are um, who are funded by leagues clubs that get a lot of almost. They're almost like casinos now. Mm. And then you've got uh, the Storm, the Seagulls, the Titans and the Warriors and the Rabbitohs who are owned by um, wealthy individuals. Who, does, um, who, who owns the Storm? Um, let me – I don't have to Google it. I looked it up before. But, yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're owned by um, Matt Tripp. Bart Campbell and Jerry Ryan. Okay. Never heard of them. Yeah. No, neither had I. There's a few people I hadn't heard of. So I kind of went through them all. I guess a few things to note. Firstly, the the financials that I've now relied on for, for their, you know, where they're standing now, most of them are October 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot can change between October and March and no doubt, you know, so, so it's not super up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, a lot of the clubs, the leagues clubs, I'm looking at their financials and they're not always for profit. So a leagues club, they, they don't always report big profits because they're not necessarily meant to. If you're a not-for-profit, um, you try and distribute your funds back into the community. So West mm-hmm. Ashfield, for example, make quite a lot of um, community distributions. Right. And um, that's that's just kind of part of what they're meant to do. Um, it's not like a listed company that's trying to pay dividends to shareholders, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're actually just set up as not-for-profit um, clubs. So when you're looking at the earnings of them, you do have to remember that you're not always looking at something that's that's there to, you know, spit out millions of dollars of profit every year because if they're doing that, the, the question would be, well, why, why aren't those funds getting pushed back into the community that the club's you know, purported to support. Yeah. So let's just go, in terms of clubs, can we talk yep. about um, the Penrith Panthers? Yeah. They're, so, probably, they're probably one of the more high-profile high ones with Gus Gould. Um, and he, he likes to talk about how financially strong they are. And when he, came, and when he went there, they were a bit of a basket case and they weren't going to survive and blah, blah, blah. And he came in and fixed it all and turned it all around. So, going into uh, this crisis, this yep. pandemic, uh, how how healthy are the Penrith Panthers uh, considering they've just let go of former head coach Ivan Cleary? Yeah, well, they're a club in crisis. Look, the Panthers <laughs> are um, the Panthers are a behemoth. They've got uh, Panthers World of Entertainment. They own other clubs. They're they're massive, uh, and they've got the the highest turnover, the highest revenue um, in the league um, of about 150 million. Actually, maybe the Broncos. Are, I haven't got their numbers in front of me, but they're, they're definitely the highest turnover for the Sydney teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been that profitable, so. Um, they they made like uh they've been making losses in previous years or if they make a profit from their ordinary um activities that it, it's not a it's not a big profit uh which surprised me a little bit mm-hmm. um but again they are you know they do support um the community to some extent they'll be okay so 
what's kind of keeping them uh, going right now is they just received a $24 million government grant, which was to build an entertainment centre. It was part of the sports rorts um, affair. So right. when you look at these companies as accountants or bankers will often look at their current assets and their current liabilities and that means your current assets are often mostly like cash and your receivables and you want to make sure that that's higher than your current liabilities which is the the things you need to pay within the next year Mm. so they don't have a very good current ratio you would you would like to see a current ratio always above one um and theirs is theirs is around half theirs is below one um They've got current assets of eleven million and current liabilities of twenty eight million. Whoa! Um, but I guess the thing with them is they don't have a huge amount of debt to refinance this year. Um, they in October they refinance their their um, bank facilities, and why that's so important is banks are often the ones who um, they hold. Like for you, um, the bank holds a mortgage. So say you owe you owe me. A hundred bucks, mm. and I, I say, "Oh, Ben, can I get that hundred bucks off you?" And you go, "Yeah, mate, yeah, just I'm having a bit of a rough time. I'll get it to you next month." Mm. And there's not really much I can do about it, mm. you know, other than just annoy you. Um, whereas, <laughs> you know, whereas the bank, if you don't pay the bank, well, they've got you by the balls because they've got your house. So it's kind of a bit the same in the corporate world. The banks would generally have security. And so if you've got loans that are um, you need to refinance and no way of refinancing, the bank can just come in and take you. They'll just appoint a receiver. Um, Penrith don't have that problem. Penrith have $63 million available in bank facilities. Um, so they've got probably the best liquidity. So they can, draw, they can draw $63 million. Yeah, if they need to. If they I mean, there'd generally, generally be some caveats on that, um, some bank covenants that, you know, the bank's not going to just sit there and watch them. Um, you know, draw it all down when they can't repay it. Mm. Um, they generally have, you know, ratios they have to meet in order to do that, but they'll be okay. But right. I was surprised looking at the Panthers that their profit is pretty low for such a big company. Mm. And the other thing that I shouted this out on um, on Twitter, the Panthers for such a big company and talking $150 million in revenues, like that's a lot of money. That's mm. a big company. Mm. They've got these related party transactions. Now, if you long-term listeners might recall us all joking about the yields back in 2016 mm. where they were paying directors to sell meat trays, paying directors for pizza dough, paying directors for all sorts of like services that the directors' companies do. Mm. And what they, they're called arm's length transactions because they're arm's length means oh it's all it's all above board we you know we we put it to tender and it just so happened that the directors company yeah. won won the tender yeah what are the odds yeah what are the odds I mean it's just it's it's legal it, yeah. it is legal but it's just a bad look for a company that big mm. um, and and there were there were over a million dollar in dollars in payments to Panthers directors one of them was for cleaning goods um, and again you can kind of look at that and go well if if their chairman has a company that has cleaning goods maybe he can he's doing them a favor by selling them Cheap. cleaning goods at a yeah. cheaper price you know mm. it's not always as sinister as it sounds mm. But um, it's just not a very good look. I, I, it's for, you know for for the listed companies, 
you really try and you don't want to see that because it's it's like you know what just go and buy your, buy your stuff from someone else it's it doesn't look good um, mm. and when you're a company that big like Greg Alexander is getting paid a few hundred grand a year for some marketing stuff yeah you right know, like why why does Greg Alexander's company need to do it yeah um, you know it's 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 just not a good look so that was my uh, that was my review very quick review of uh, of the panthers but yeah i think they'll their, their bank facilities and their government grant um, will ensure that they're probably okay so looking at the other end of the uh, the other end of the ladder yep now the two teams that have been touted as being in big trouble manly and the uh, titans yep in your expert opinion <laughs> who would you say uh give me give me a team that is is in a lot of trouble financially well that so what i can't say the titans and the sea eagles are both privately held so their yep. financials aren't um available they they don't need to list yeah. their financials we on keep out we keep our cards close keep That's your right. cards close yeah. yeah we know when I to hold them and we know when to fold them yeah so we did see during the week that um Scott Penn came out uh, and did an article on the Seagulls saying that, you know, he he will continue to support them. And then some other SMH journalists did download from um, ASIC. They downloaded Manly's accounts and said that Penn has been pumping in up to two million bucks a year mm. um, to cover losses by Manly. Um, I think for Manly, they do have a, like a long enough history and enough fans where if Penn walked away, someone would want to buy them in my uneducated view. I just, you know, you've heard about bears, you've heard about these Middle Eastern consortiums. I feel like there'll be there'll still be wealthy individuals out there who would see like almost manly like as Penn seems to see them almost as like a, a social... A hobby. A social... Yeah. yeah, and also like something where they can give back to the community. Can I know? can I ask you a question? So yeah. he's pumping like a million to two million dollars a season into them, right? Yeah. So that would suggest that 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 would suggest that they're spending all their money, and then on top of that, he's having to put in two million of his own, right? Yeah. So yeah. he is two million dollars out of pocket. Yeah. And and, and is there I... a, is there a way though where it seems like that on the books and it's all legal. I'm not, not suggesting anything's illegal, but he's writing off things through the manly company and writing off things through there. So it's not as cut and dry as it may seem. Like he might be using manly money like these other guys that you're saying at arm's length. He might be using manly money to buy dumbbells from his own company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I, look, I don't... It's possible because I, I can't see the well, accounts, but well, I think I don't think I don't think it is. I don't think that's what's happening. Only because from when you see the figures for all the NRL clubs, they're all losing more than a million dollars a year. You know, like that would actually Manly losing a million dollars a year would actually make them one of the better performing Sydney rugby league clubs. Right. Taking away the fact that. Like Paris losing four to five million dollars a year right. on it, just as a as a football team, and then it's helped out by the Leeds club. So yeah, I I think you kind of have to think, what do you get out of buying a league 
a rugby league team? Is it an investment? Like, are you expecting to make money off it? And I think the answer there's probably no. It's almost like having a really fucking nice car, you know? Like, so it's like it's, when you when people buy racehorses, they go into consortiums to buy racehorses and things like that. It's kind of like because you like to yeah, go to the races. It can and you exactly, like to, and if it makes profit, yeah. happy days. Yeah. But it's you, it's a it's some form of giving back to the community. Yeah. Um, which it seems like Penn's maybe more in that camp. He's not like yep. a really flashy owner. Whereas Russell Crowe, I think it's like for him, he owns half of South. Mm. And for him, I think he's pumped so much money in. It's just like having, you know, a really expensive um, passion project. Like a, a, instead of buying fancy cars, he buys a football team and then he yep. gets all the access and the trappings that come with owning yep. a, 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 the Rabbitohs. But um you know so i think with with manly i think if if they if he were to exit there'd probably be another buyer yeah um, i also think they're somewhat helped by the fact that he's in the health industry and so the health industry is not being as smashed through this you know corona stuff as as other industries are albeit he's in the weight loss industry um but you know, the difficulty with the private clubs is not so much um, – it, it's if they were to face some financial troubles, for a Lees club uh, or for for an NRL team that's supported by a Lees club, if, if an administrator is appointed and it's because of this corona thing, he'll just say, you know what, we're just going to sit it out and then the Lees club's going to make money and – they'll just keep propping once everyone goes back into clubs mm. um they'll just keep paying uh and supporting their leagues team because there's almost like a an expectation that if you're Parramatta leagues club there's actually a formal requirement for para to meet the their rugby leagues team's expenses you know within reason whereas if Penn were to just go this is losing me money i'm walking away there's no onus on Penn to do anything he can do whatever the fuck he wants so then the onus then goes, okay, now we have to find a buyer. And that's where I'd probably be more worried about someone like the Titans because if their current owners walk away, yep. they don't have that kind of tradition. They don't have that uh, the amount of fans, the amount of history mm. that someone like the Sea Eagles do. Mm. And in a market where there's not as much money because everyone's taking hits from this corona, it might be harder for someone like the Titans to... To, um, to and I guess you look at you look at you look at the um you look at the team on the roster too. Yeah, and exactly. you look at the you look at the Titans team and you go, well, these guys aren't doing anything for the next. Well, yeah, it's a passion project for the next but no three one, years. Yeah. Whereas you look at Manly and you go, well, you know, if they play to their potential, they should be you know pushing the top four for the next three or four years. Yeah, and the more the better you go, the better financially you go because your mm. crowds get bigger, you sell. Um, more merch, you get all the all the actual football things that make a football team profitable um, will actually help <laughs> help you if you could own them and make money. You know, you could go and buy Manly and potentially make money if they if they have a run to a grand final. Where so so here's a question. Here's a question. So most teams. So what you're saying is a lot of teams. So if Manly, if 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 Penn has to pump a million bucks into Manly each year, right? Yeah. The Manly are going actually pretty well, considering a lot of teams probably need three or four million dollars pumped into them. But the difference is that they've got the Leagues Club paying that. 
Whereas yeah, Manly's right. got Penn, right? Yeah. So yeah. here's a question for you. Why wouldn't Penn open up a leagues club then and just get some of that sweet pokey money? Uh, well, he'd need to get licenses. Um, and Which I think is, they, would be all... a formality, really. I mean... I don't know. Well, I, he's not in the uh, the leagues club g- game, though, is he? He's not a league. Like, Manly had a leagues club. Not all the leagues clubs are necessarily going to be profitable enough to keep doing this, though. That's the And that's the other issue. I suspect maybe Manly's leagues club wasn't in that boat. Yeah. Um, because buying a – where's he going to buy a league? Like, it, it, there is already a Manly leagues club, isn't there? And it's not super profitable. No, but it's a – yeah, it's it's not all that it could be. So the leagues clubs that are making money are massive and they're largely in the western suburbs. Mm. Like, you look at West Ashfield, Penrith mm. and um, – and para, uh, and the Bulldogs, um, who I'll get to, but they're, they're big, big leagues clubs. They're almost like casinos. And the other issue you face, I guess, on the Northern Beaches is if you're going to buy a leagues club, you'd be like, well, no, I'll just, I'll just make it into units and sell it off as residential units and I'll make profit that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a lot more profit from something in, on the, you know, in, in Brookvale by, developing it whereas you're not necessarily going to make that amount of money in the in the western suburbs Mm, mm. all right so out of all the teams then that you can get the financials on i.e the ones with the leagues club yep who's uh who's looking who's looking a little bit shaky well i think the bulldogs look really shaky okay right now which is which is interesting because they're always one of the powerhouse teams the war chest teams yeah yeah yeah. I, i mean I think they've been hit by kind of a perfect shitstorm, mm. um, but and again, I, I don't what have any shame. inside knowledge. So they, they, you know, they may well have done things since their reporting date. Yeah. But so they they rely heavily on their leagues club revenue. Uh, they as as has been well documented, they don't have a sponsor. Um, so their football team's losing money. Um, They've got the highest pokey revenue in the league, but their Lees club still run, runs at a loss. Wow. Um, and they've got $40 million. How is that in, possible? Well, yeah, just because they, they, they're they not covering their expenses. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Pokey revenues are kind of, you get taxed on them very highly. So, um but, you know, it's like printing money if you own mm. poker machines, but they've got a lot of expenses in the club. And then they just undertook a massive property development. Now, obviously, they're not going to have known that this coronavirus is going to hit, but they did a $107 million property development last year mm. and they've got $40 million in debt that, you know, as, again, they're, they're not a listed company, but $40 million is a, a large amount of debt and it's secured over property. They do have a lot of property, right? So. Mm. They do own a lot of property, but they let it get current. Like bankers and accountants hate seeing large amounts of debt that need to be repaid or refinanced within a year because you never know what's going to happen to debt markets, to credit markets. And the Bulldogs have got $40 million that they have to repay in September this year. Uh, They've got to repay $40 million. $40 million they've got of bank debt that has a maturity date. 
Now, what would normally happen? You don't just you rarely just repay forty million dollars in debt. You, mm. you you roll it over, so you mm. refinance it for another two years or three years, and you you amortize it. You pay down little bits at a time, you know. Mm. But the problem is they've their clubs running at a loss. Um, they they've got forty million dollars due in September. It's now April almost. The leagues club's shut, so they made a loss with a leagues club that was open all year. Now they've got a leagues club that is <laughs> shut yeah. and, and looks like it's going to be shut for the next six months. Yeah, None of the banks are open. Like all the all the bankers are not at work because they've been told to stay out of the office. Yeah, um, they, There's not a lot of, you know, deals happening and they've got to figure out a way to repay this 40 million bucks Again, I'm not saying it's it puts them at real risk of um, of a receiver being appointed, mm. or more likely of of having to just refinance this with really tough terms. So a bank's probably not going to want to just foreclose on them and sell everything, but they would a hundred percent be in the banks have uh, a, what we used to call the bad bank. There's the good bank and the bad bank, and when your loan goes a bit sour you get sent to the bad bank and the bad bank puts all the uh, strict conditions and fucking monitors you with a, with a you know, basically does a full rectal exam of you every week, mm. you know. Mm. And they're going to be in that situation because they're going to have to figure out in this, in this market how they're going to go and find this 40 bucks. It will, it will probably just be rolled over because the bank doesn't want to lose money. So mm. the bank, what the banks do is give you like a standstill where they go, we'll give you... We'll give you a year, but you're going to have very strict conditions. Every bit of free cash you have is going to be used to repay this. So it means that the Bulldogs are going to have very little cash flow available um, to, to keep propping up their rugby league team. It's not, it's really ugly for them. Well, because when Des was there, that's what they said, you know, that's what was reported one of the biggest issues is Des wants everything, right? Yeah. And at Manly, he was able to just make do with what we could afford to give him, right? But when he went to the Bulldogs, he was literally, he was never told no. He could have everything in his football department. Yeah. You know, cast of cast of millions supporting him. Um, and I guess that's I guess that's one of the things that will then get shut down now. It'll just be like, well, you got to start stripping all that back, and you got to yeah, live yeah, off the live off the smell of an oily rag. Smell rake of now. an oily rag, and I think that will be happening. Like, I think the one thing that I got from going through all these annual reports is you just can see that teams are spending way more money than they have, mm. and are being propped up by poker machine revenues from from licensed clubs for mm. the most part. Mm. Um, uh, you know, weirdly, I, I saw an interview with the Titans owners. Where they actually made an interesting point, where they said, "Look, we we're already running off the smell of an oily rag, so we're probably in some ways might be better than the other teams. Like Para, um, Para aren't Para have have spent way more than they have, and it's only their Leeds club that keeps pumping the money in. Um, but everyone's going to have to everyone's going to have to scale back their spending by a hell of a lot um, because it's it's yeah, and the Bulldogs in particular, they're just going to Again, I think they'll probably be able to refinance the debt. The bank will just roll it over because bank doesn't want to have a shit fight on its hands where it's trying to sell assets in this market. Mm. But it's not very good financial management to leave that much debt 
this close to the wire because it's for that exact reason you don't do it. You normally like to always refinance a year in advance because you never know what's going to happen. And it happened in the GFC where companies used to try and keep their debt. They keep it um, outstanding as long as possible because every time you refinance, you have to pay a bigger fee. Mm. So companies used to always think, well, why would I pay the fee and refinance this debt one year before it's due when I've got a whole year I can, you know, I don't have to pay that fee for. Uh, and then the GFC hit and suddenly there was no money. Like companies actually went into liquidation because they couldn't get money. The banks wouldn't, the banks didn't have it to give to them, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so the bank's like, okay, we want a hundred million back. And the company's like, well, we don't, we don't have a hundred million. No one who, not many companies have a hundred million dollars just sitting around and the mm. Bulldogs certainly don't have 40 million sitting around so um so yeah they were the ones that really when i looked at their annual report uh for such a again and did i did i see that company. they sponsor steve mortimer well that's another one like to, for his footy tips yeah they've what got does that these, even mean i don't know so yeah yeah good question um so it was like the daily the, telegraph or something is that yeah what for the daily telegraph footy tipping comp so they have to disclose their related party transactions Twelve thousand bucks to sponsor Steve Mortimer's footy tipping. So they team. pay him to yep. put his footy tips oh, yeah. into the Daily Telegraph. I don't. I don't know. So he I gets paid know. to put his footy tips into Daily Telegraph, but the Daily that's Telegraph don't pay. Canterbury pay him to do that. That's what. That's what they say in their annual report. Wow. They pay out twelve thousand to sponsor Steve Mortimer. Yep. Um, they pay wow. one hundred twenty-seven thousand to an advertising company. So that's five. That's five hundred dollars a round. He gets paid <laughs> to tip. It's good. Good work if that's, you can get it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, it's one hundred twenty-seven thousand for an advertising company controlled to Paul by Paul Dunn, who's a director. Yep. Um, and two hundred fifty-five thousand to an insurance company that's associated with Stephen Price for health cover. Right. Um, and fifteen thousand uh, in cash and wine for Mortimer's wines, and um, fifty thousand tastes like old football socks. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Every every grape is crushed through an old pair of Premiership winning football shots. That's what gives you. That's what gives it its flavour and its taste. Flavour of yeah, yeah. Um, and fifty thousand to a uniform company associated with another director. So. Again, they're all arm's length, and they would, you know, they would have been signed off by an order. These, they have been audited. Yeah. So an auditor's maybe looked at them and looked for evidence of. It's just a shitty look, though. You know, if you're getting health insurance, don't go to a director's company. Like, yeah. Again, it's not always as sinister as it looks. It might maybe Stephen Price gave him a good deal because you know he's associated with the club. Yeah. But for a company this big, you just don't want to see those related party transactions. It's. It's not a good look for for um, a company that's already got some some issues with its. So it was it that if that was listed well on the if that was listed on the stock exchange, they wouldn't get away with doing something like that. There'd be yeah, you'd get the shareholders would would hammer you at your yeah. AGM. The, the shareholders would hammer you. It just you wouldn't see you wouldn't see the NRL doing it. You know. Yeah. Um, you just don't like to see those type of things because it's it it makes you question like why the fuck. Why? Why are we paying Steve Mortimer twelve thousand dollars for footy tipping? <laughs> footy tipping. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. that was the one that stood out to me. That was that, that was, was that weird. Was, that was yeah. weird. And the other one, um, so it's quite funny that the Sharks have always been the ones on the chopping block, and now they're almost in the like best financial shape 
because they sold their um their joint venture in their Woolaware property last year. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a downside to that that I've been kind of thinking about this afternoon, and and again it's the, 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 they did the right thing. Like it, they'd be screwed. The sharks would be screwed. Um, however, they realised all this cash from this asset sale. If they run out of money, um, like so if power runs out of money or if the Panthers run out of money, the likely outcome is that an administrator will get appointed and he'll just put everything on hold. That's the, that's the I guess, the comfort layer that sits for, for the NRL here is that most of these teams, even if they go broke, it's because mm. of an external reason. And the people you have to answer to when you go broke are the creditors or people who are owed money. Yep. And the creditors are going to go, well, what's going to get us the best outcome here? It's just to wait yep. and let them trade again. You yep. know, There's no point selling para leagues club right now when there's a you know when it's closed for trading because of a pandemic. Mm. So that kind of helps all these clubs. But the problem the Sharks might have is they've got a lot of money and so they're going to have to spend it. They're not going to go into administration. They're going to have to keep spending their money that they have. And if they run out of money, they've basically sold their crown jewels. They sold their best asset to buy themselves some time to try and figure out how they can turn their financial performance around. So they're still losing money. Like the the leagues clubs lose money. The club is not in great financial shape from mm. an income perspective. So if you're but, what you're saying is if you were to go bankrupt, now's the time to go bankrupt because everyone will forgive you. Well, yeah, well, it's not really because if you were to go into administration, yeah. it would most likely be because of an external factor. And that external factor is going to, once, once we get back to normal trading, it's probably, that's going to be the fix. You know, mm. you're not going into administration because you've got a failed business. And as you said last week, you've got, um, you've got, what did you use the example? Uh, mini discs or something? No, uh, I said pages. Pages, yeah. It's not because you're selling pages that you've gone broke. It's because yeah. there's a coronavirus out there that's shut the whole world down. And so, the way out of it is to just wait till it all passes and then trade again. But for the Sharks, if they run out of their money, um, it doesn't look too rosy for them because they're not making any money from their leagues club. So they, they fix their balance sheet by um, getting a massive cash injection. Yep. But because of that, they've lost like the only part of their business that was keeping them above water, you know. Mm. Um, so the Sharks are one that I would keep an eye on as to like they really need to be running a tight ship because if they're, if they're just woohooing because they've got all this cash. Yep. Um, so they're, living, one, they're living off their savings basically. Yeah. They've, and that'll exactly. run out. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're the ones of the one of, of um, who disclosed um, the financials that I, I kind of thought, well, they're in a really good spot right now but um, – who knows? And then also, well, the their coaches, Eels, their coaches haven't been stood down. No, well, they've got a lot of cash. So. Yeah. Um, and then the eels, you know, when you just look at eels, have been pumping so oh, much. Oh, sorry, this just a hand. Yeah. John Morris has been stood down. Sorry. Oh wow! Breaking news. Breaking news. Yep. Um. So yeah. So that's the that's the I guess. I kind of looked at club by club. Um, roosters look strong. Roosters have a lot of cash, a lot of property and not much debt. And again, you're often looking at like how much debt these clubs have because debt's going to be the thing where you have to keep playing interest. You know, you have to keep the bank happy. Mm. Um, otherwise, you, you're going to have to answer to them. And even though they not won't necessarily 
enforce on you, foreclose on you, they're going to put things in place that make you basically sweep all your free cash flow to uh, getting their debt balance down. Um, St. George are in pretty good shape. I was, I was pleasantly impressed. They've got $20 million in cash. Wow. Again, that was at October, but not much meaningful mm. debt. Uh, the thing I thought was interesting with the Dragons is their their accounting treatment of their interest in the St. George Illawarra Dragons joint venture. So we're looking at St. George Leagues Clubs here because it's the bigger it's the bigger Leagues Club out of um, Illawarra Steelers yeah. and the Dragons, and um, they value their JV at a hundred dollars on their balance sheet. <laughs> That's how much the uh, the it sits as an investment for one hundred dollars. Um, and they make what does that very, mean? That means that that's all they they're not saying. Wow, we've got this massive asset in the St George Dragon Joint Venture Club. Um, so they've just got it. They've got it valued at like they at, at a nominal value, a hundred dollars. Oh, they're, so they're saying their club is worth a hundred bucks. Yeah, the team's worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> well, the team's worth two hundred dollars on that logic if they own half of it. Yeah, right. Um, and they also do make mention of the fact that they've got limited liabilities uh, for the football team. They don't have to pay the football team's liabilities, um, but they're in they're in a lot. You know, they had twenty million in cash and have historically held quite a large amount of cash. Yeah, right. And they don't really have much any meaningful debt, so mm. um, they're pretty good. The Cowboys aren't exactly a financial powerhouse, but um, they get really good. So the Broncos in particular get really good game day revenues mm. um, and the Cowboys do pretty well as well. Um, you, you can see some of the, a lot of the Leagues Club teams are skewed towards just pokey revenue. Um, whereas, and obviously they don't all, they're not, they're often separate entities. So they're not, they're not disclosing it anyway. Um, but the, the Broncos do really well from sponsorship. Um, they do really well from game day. Uh, and they do well from you know the associated memberships and and those type of things. Mm. Mm. So uh, last but certainly least, um, the beloved Parramatta Eels, Billy. Yeah, are they well, going to su- are they going to survive yeah, these tough times? I think that the Eels will survive. Will, will mean, standing down Brad Arthur be the the master stroke that the, saves the, them? Yeah, I mean they they're all going to all these clubs are going to face real solvency issues as as. Every so is it kind of the same? They're kind of in the same boat as everyone else, basically. Yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's kind of in the same boat. Like, there's yeah. not many businesses you could just say we're going to make no money for a year, mm. but we're going to have to keep paying all our suppliers, and it's going to just be sweet as. Like, obviously, every every team is going to be doing something to try and deal with it, and it's not just footy teams. It's the you know, it's every business isn't a supermarket or a medical center. You know is going to be facing similar issues. Um, but the Eels have spent, the Eels spend too much. The Eels have, you know, spent more money, especially as a football team, uh, and they've been making losses. And they, a lot of it's been they, they uh, moved their training facilities to Kellyville. Um, they've, they've been doing some kind of um, capital expenditure on their mm. Leeds club. Mm. Um and they do have headroom under bank facilities. So, you know, often when you've got a bank facility that you can use to like, it's like having a mortgage that you haven't drawn down on. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to be one of the teams that has to curtail their spending. And where I think this all kind of, where it's going to get really interesting is I see 
it can kind of go two ways. I feel like the, the the Joey Johns comments about how the what what happens, where do we go from here? We're going to have twelve team comp, blah 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 blah. Mm. The two ways it can kind of go nicely, where clubs are going to have financial difficulties, but they'll they'll get through it somehow, and we'll pretty much have the same competition next year. That would be like the the, the neatest, simplest solution to it all mm. but there is like there is a pretty good argument that there can be a full-on meltdown of the system because w- what what happens in an insolvency so if there's an administrator administrator appointed there's one thing for me to say it's all good we're just gonna have to sit it out and and most likely outcome of that administration is that clubs are just gonna you know, pay their credit as a dividend and get back on with business as usual. What that doesn't kind of take into account is that every contract you sign, most commercial contracts have a clause in them where, which has a trigger for an insolvency or for a non-performance. So you're already seeing that with the broadcast where Mm. Fox and Channel 9 are now both trying to um, trigger these, they must have some clause in there for, um, for the lack of, games on Mm. which is essentially bringing everyone back to the table and that's where i think the whole thing like it could be a complete ship fight if nine and fox look like they've probably paid overs they've done a manly i think we call it and paid (laughs) overs um but they're going to try and renegotiate the broadcast that's not going to be they're not going to be renegotiating upwards um Mm. and then once that happens clubs are going to have like all these contracts that have just been sitting in place are suddenly going to be up for renegotiation. You and mean like when, as in players' contracts? Not just probably not so much the players, but like the 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 um, supply contracts um, for the the NRL. The NRLs probably uh, if they go into administration or if they they've already probably breached their broadcast contracts. Mm. So what you're going to have a situation is the NRL doesn't have any money anymore to prop up a team. So if the Titans fall over, for example, mm. and they can't get an immediate buyer, mm. well, the NRL doesn't have any money themselves. Like the NRL owned the Titans for a couple of years. Mm. They're not going to be able to own anyone because they don't have any money. Mm. Um, the, the the grant that the NRL gives out is probably going to have to go down because the broadcast revenue is probably going to go down. And then some of the clubs rely on that Grant, like they, it's going to be, it's going to be potentially bedlam, you know. Mm. So this, I'm looking at numbers that are from October, largely from October 2019. So they're backwards looking. Who knows what is going to is going to happen once? once I guess all uh, this here's the thing though: is that like more teams, more games, more payments, right? Yeah. Essentially, from a bro- from the broadcasting, right? Now you could argue you could argue that if it went down to 12 teams then the 12 teams would just make the same amount of money right yeah. like the NRL as a whole might make less but the teams still get paid their fee for showing up and playing right yeah but that would then be less games per year and like you said there's teams like the Broncos they make a lot of money from people rocking up and actually yeah, right. buying tickets. Yep. So there'd be more, there'd be less games 
potentially eight less games that they would then be playing a year. So does that then yeah. sort of hit yeah. their bank balance yeah, because of that? Yeah, it does, 100%. That's, that's, yeah. that's the big unknown is like what does this result in? And do, do Foxtel even exist next year? Like Foxtel just did their results and now Foxtel are propped up by News Corp, right? So well, News Corp still has money. But f- at their results announcement this year, they had a shocker and they were all like, no, 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 but that you got to understand everyone this is because we're in the cricket season. Footy season is going to be the thing that gets us through and it's always the thing that gets us through. So Foxtel themselves are fucked. Like well, that, can Channel we, 9 can are we, potentially um, fucked. Like, can, we, can, we, uh, can we use that as a good segue yeah. to go into I'm done? Because I'm done. Uh, I'm done, Fox Sports. You're done. Now, fans of the show, well, no, I wouldn't say fans, listeners of the show would know that I won't have a bad word spoken about KO. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was spruiking them so much you'd swear we were sponsored by them um, <laughs> for their crisp, crisp images uh, wherever you happen to be around the world using a VPN. But... <laughs> Uh, I, I had the misfortune of turning it on today and I saw Paul Kent, Yvonne Sampson and, um, <laughs> who's the, who's the old hooker who used to, oh, Mick Ennis, was Mick it? Ennis yeah. sitting around a desk watching a horse race. Wow. And what entertainment and they weren't even commentating. They were literally just watching it. And then at the last, in the last few legs, um, Mick Innes's horse uh, got up and he won, and they were and he jumped up and went yes, and him and Yvonne high fived each other, and then they wow. made a hilarious joke about oh we shouldn't have touched. Um, <laughs> but that's what Fo- Fox Sports has now become Gogglebox. It's yeah. just guys sitting around watching sport watching on television. Now, it's it. They they they've got producers now. I work in television, right? Yeah, yeah. They've got producers whose only job it is is to think up ideas on what to do with shows. It's inexcusable to put something like that to air. It is just, it's shocking. And then I've seen on Twitter where people have been jumping on saying, "Why don't you why don't you air old games, and why don't you get?" the guys who used to play in those games to actually commentate it. You know, yeah. that would actually be really interesting. They've then turned around today and said that's what they're going to start doing next week. So it's actually taken people on Twitter yeah, to, to tell them, them what content. to do. And they've gone, yeah, great, we'll start doing that next week. I mean, that's just pathetic. Yeah. You've only got to look at you only got to look at ESPN and you know and TNT and all those there is so many sports shows in America um, and not all of them have the rights to show the sport. Yeah. So they've got all these sports shows where they just create all this content off essentially, you know, they talk about news for a while, but then they just create this content from various other ways. Yeah. And Fox can't, like, we've only been without football for one week. Yeah. 
And it's kind of like, you know, it's like, um, it's like two fat guys trapped in a cabin and they've already started eating each other. <laughs> and it's like, guys, guys, relax. There's fucking candy bars in the cupboard, but yeah. you don't need to start eating each other. Like You don't need to just, just start filming yourselves watching horse racing. No. I couldn't believe that. You put that on Twitter and I was yeah. like, oh my God. It, it, it's, it's, it's the most pathetic thing I've seen in my life. Like you could do, you could do great things. Like you, you could, you could do like drafts and things like that. You know, get all these so-called expert journalists and do like ultimate team drafts and then put them up yeah. and get people to vote who had the best and you win prizes and you do. There's so much different things you could do apart yeah. from watching a horse race. Yeah. Which, even if I turn onto the horse racing channel, I don't want to see horse racing. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping something else is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like a horse has fallen down in the in in the race before, and I get to see the doctor come out and 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 put a plaster on its leg or something. Oh, I'd prefer yeah. anything than actually watching a horse race. It was it it, it was really next level. Like honestly, oh, oh, here's a crazy idea. Why doesn't someone read the financials of these um, teams and give an honest opinion on whether they're going to survive? Yeah. Well, why don't they get like the? Why don't they get someone who knows what they're talking about? Too? Yeah. Like they they work at you know they've got a business channel, they've got access to people that are smart. You know, like what? Why do we have to get Paul Kent telling us? Yes, that's how right. How badly run the NRL yeah, is? And that's right. That's know. right. Well, it's like it's like last year. It took a guy, a physio, to start putting things up on Twitter to say. <laughs> yeah, that's- well, here's what has actually gone wrong with this person. Here's the actual rehab time. Here is the possibilities. And then they've gone, oh, NRL physio. And it's like, oh, well, okay. And then they got him and they started, they paid him. Yeah, and they used him, yeah. And now he's, now he's part of... Um, the Fox lineup. Fox lineup. And he, and he writes for the Telegraph. It's yeah. like, could no one sort of think of Did doing you- that <laughs> previously? Like actually getting someone who knows what they're talking about to comment on injuries? Yeah, like it's I know. just it's I mean and they this yeah. is a thing. They go on about how badly the NRL's run. They go on about, you know, oh the refs and all that, but no one is as poorly run or as misinformed as Fox Sports are. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's it's next level. Yeah. It, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well it's the whole rugby league. It's the it's the rugby league media when you've got Danny Widler interviewing Peter Volandis. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, come on, we, we've got to be better than this, surely. And ask, and Danny Widler asking about hard-hitting finance questions, which actually, can I say, the best question I heard all week was from Braith and Asta. <laughs> so go get your head around the fact that Braith and Asta asked the best question I heard all week, which was when, <laughs> which was when Shane Richardson was came out and badmouthed the NRL for screwing it up. Which, then, then Roy Masters wrote a really interesting piece. I like Roy Masters, and he wrote a piece saying, um, saying that, hang on, wasn't Shane Richardson wasn't even so Shane Richardson came out and said, I was at the NRL and I was telling everyone how we have to have this, you know, rainy day fund. We need to set aside money for a rainy day fund, and they wouldn't listen to me, so I left. And I was the one. T- I told everyone, and then I left. And then, and then Roy Masters goes, actually, if you look at the dates, you left about a year before that happened. You were at South 
taking the money that you're now saying that you didn't want to give away when you're at the NRL. Yeah, like, right. And now, and then Shane Richardson's come out and, oh, I've quit, I've quit my position. And Braith and Nasty goes, did he get a payout? And then no one stopped to think, did he get a payout? And it looks like he did get a payout, oh, I wow. think. It's, um, it's crazy. It's, it's the, the, the lunatics are running the asylum at the moment. It's kind of, look, it's funny watching all this craziness happen. Yeah. But it's also just kind of like, and then you know that they're also trying to renegotiate their rights deal. So you yeah, can well, see it, that like, it? yeah, yeah. The directives Volandis, come down. Volandis can't do anything wrong. I don't understand that. Like yeah. everyone is just falling over themselves to give him a BJ. Like, oh, we'd, where would we be if Volandis wasn't here? Well, well where would you be? Exactly, yeah. You'd probably be exactly where you are. <laughs> What's he done? Like literally done Danny nothing. Wyler a, a few interviews. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's some weird political stuff happening and we're, we're, we're just in the middle of it all having to watch this shit um, and watch these morons come out and give us, which maybe they're right. Like maybe they're right, but <sighs> anyway, I'm done. I'm done too. I'm done with, so I killed the KO subscription. Yeah. The two week, the two week free trial. Oh, you, you killed the free, you killed the <laughs> yeah. free. You yeah. know when you're really done with something where you even turn off the free prescription well, I'd been, subscription. I'd been a, yeah i'd been a foxtel where, where i grew up in Parramatta's deep dark western suburbs yeah. i don't even know auto how to alley. Say it now yeah auto alley church street where i grew up was actually one of the first places that foxtel was rolled out wow. in australia it was like they did a test yep. in our little area so yep. we were like one you were of the patient first, zero yeah we were patient zero for um for foxtel yeah so and then my parents switched Foxtel over to me when I moved out because they weren't watching it as much. I used to watch the music channel all the time, Channel V. Channel, mm. it, was called, it was called Red. Do you remember that? You yes. Probably, it was no, called I do, Red. Red, yeah. Yeah. And they had the Red and, Room at Fox, Yeah, and it was Fox like, is Studios. Red, is Dead, and it was pretty funky. And then it went to Channel V, and um, I had it, and it was actually – it was – it was a year before last. It was the wooden spoon year that broke me. I was like, why am I paying? I had the I had the $110 package. Yeah. So I had everything. You know, yeah. I had every channel. And I just had an absolute I went I went full retard and just said I can't take this anymore. Pretty selfish because some other was, people were also using that. Yeah, you were using my login. <laughs> so some people you, were really enjoying that login and typical yeah. selfish Billy Buttons shuts it down. I shut it down. That's yep. how triggered I was that I shut down the whole Foxtel. I mean, when you're considering how many people had your login, you were really only paying like $30 <laughs> if, well, no, if other no people one, chipped in. No one was chipping in though. Well, but that's no not how you got to look mentioned. at it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look at it as if each person was getting $30 worth. Yeah, that's right. So uh, they're, they're, It's, they're it's gonna... a bit like how I looked at my KO subscription last year, Billy, when you, were, when you jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we call it even. We call it even. <laughs> call it even. Yep, fair enough. Um, so that yeah. was my. That was what I spent my whole hungover day reading annual reports. Um, and and was it a good cure for hangover? No, it gave oh. me a headache. It, but it was interesting to see all these related yeah. party transactions. It did kind of make me think. God, these clubs are still run like it's still very much like a boys club, a, a chook raffle type. Yeah. You know, like yeah. oh, we give the give the electrical contract to Tony's company, and we'll yeah, give this yeah. to you know. It's not it's not how it should be run. 
Um, I think there's big changes coming um, and and somewhere on the scale of business as usual to like full-blown Super League meltdown, mm. uh, who knows? But um, it could well go to the full-blown Super League style meltdown. Like if, if clubs do run out of money and don't have a reason, you know, there's no one there to, to bring them back now. That's the thing. The NRL is not going to be in a financial position to prop a club up anymore, you know. Mm. I did note the Tigers, West Ashfield are in pretty good shape, but they owe the NRL $2 million. So maybe, yeah, it's sitting on their books as a liability. We oh. owe the National Rugby League $2 million. So now uh, might be a nice time for Pete Volandis yeah. to, uh, you Ask know, when, he, when he's running around to find his, his cash. Well, where would we be without him, Billy? That's the question we've got where to ask would we ourselves. Be without, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's just a good operator, isn't he? Oh, he's isn't class. he? Oh, he's, he gives us great sound bites, doesn't he? Oh, he's That's, so good. Yeah. Why I mean, is can you imagine? Can you imagine where we'd be if um, Peter Beattie was in charge still? Oh, be, who knows? He would, have shut, he would have shut down the league by now. Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> there wouldn't be an NRL. There wouldn't be a competition going right now if Peter Beattie was in charge. Oh, we'd oh, be hang broke. On. Oh, hang on. We already oh, are whoops. broke. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't Volandi's great? Yeah. I like, the way, he, I like the way he just absolutely cut Todd Greenberg's legs off at the Yeah, nose. and like I hate Todd Greenberg, so, you know, but you can't do that. You can't just fucking get in front of Danny Widler and just absolutely crucify your CEO. No, certainly not in front of Danny Widler. In front of no legs day wide. Like. Yeah. I mean, the guy yeah. who goes and buys a chihuahua to make his legs look bigger. <laughs> Have you noticed he's looking even more swollen lately, yes. Danny? Yep. Yeah, he's, he's doubled he, down. He's doubled down. He's he also really, quit. Yeah. <laughs> he's also quit um, abs day. So <laughs> now he's just doing chest and arms. That's... And he holds, he holds the microphone very aggressively. Have yep. you noticed? Like he kind yeah. of thrusts it in there. It's, it's a little bit of a hard stat type. You know, he just, he just thrusts this microphone in their face. And have you noticed his stubble's gone from like two-day stubble to three-day stubble? Yeah. He's added an extra day on there. <laughs> and his, his jerry curls are like even tighter. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's letting his soul glow. <laughs> um. All right, good stuff. Okay, well, now that we've got all that out of the way, mm. um, so in your expert opinion, yeah, right, in your expert opinion, yeah, in a year's time, will we be looking at sixteen clubs? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think we will in a year. Mm. Yeah, but. We, 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 there's more chance that we won't be next year than there has in recent memory. So it just depends on, on, it just depends on how long this goes on and how, how willing to get through it the creditors are. It might, some of it will come down to creditors going, do we want to support this team anymore? Well, uh, I've do, also do, heard it's the, it's the richer clubs saying, well, why should we be propping up these um, poorer yeah. clubs? Now, well, now they, let's yeah. and let's let's put a name to it. All right, mm. we know who they are. That's the Broncos, right? Yeah. Now the Broncos were the first team and the major team to go off with Super League. Yeah. Should we just should we just put a line through them right now? <laughs> should we go? Yep, you're right. It's not going to be a 16 competition because you're not coming back. You've you're been out. nothing. You've been nothing but trouble since you came into this league. You're shit stirring and all causing all your issues. Fuck off and make your own. And just should we just get rid of them? 
Send, send the Titans. Send the Titans to um, Brisbane. And then we've got a Brisbane team. And then send the Warriors to the Gold Coast. <laughs> it's just a, it's a perfect and then, run. And, and send the Tigers to Auckland. Oh, my God. And then everything's sorted. Yeah. Although we're still we're still only 15 teams. <laughs> bring back the Adelaide Rams. And then bring back bring back the Adelaide Rams. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or the Hunter oh, Mariners. Yeah. The Newcastle could do with some competition. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Done. Sorted. I yeah, think I think that's it. At the end of the day, Brisbane are the fucking shit stirrers. They should yeah. just get the fuck out of our league then if they don't like it. You go back to the QRL where yeah. it's win a, win a manly verse. Will not switch. be missed. Will not be missed. <laughs> Let them just bring back the Panasonic Cup. So oh, that, mate, like, I'll be honest with you. You could lose every team out of Sydney and I, they would not be missed. Don't you reckon? How do you mean? Well, oh, you, yeah, you could just take it back to a Sydney comp. Well, you just it's... you lose Canberra, you lose the Storm, you lose yeah. Titans, Broncos, and Cowboys, Cowboys, and the Warriors. Yeah, what at about what, the Knights? At what, in what? Maybe the Storm are the only team, but in what reality do you go? Oh, got to get home tonight. Manly's playing Titans, or Manly's playing the Cowboys. They're not grudge matches. Even Brisbane, it's just like eh. Canberra. Maybe though, you want to see Manly Canberra, sure. Maybe Canberra, but that's only because of Ricky. If Ricky wasn't coaching them, I wouldn't give two shits. <laughs> just because his salty tears make my brisket taste that much better. Yeah. yeah what nothing... about an 87 grand final replay? But, but, but that's the thing. Apart from the Cowboys, does anyone have a grudge match against Brisbane? Does anyone care about playing Brisbane? Yeah. Apart well, from the Cowboys? I, I don't know. I mean, when Para play Brisbane, do you go, ooh, got to watch this? I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up with Brisbane being like when they came in, they were so dominant in that era that they still have that certain... You know, like oh, it's the Broncos. You want to beat the Broncos because they were, they yeah, were in every I, grand final. I reckon the 90s, they're, they're, they'd know? definitely be my bottom four of teams. I just don't care about when we play them. Yeah, definitely. Like you guys might because you beat them forty nil or whatever it was. Fifty eight. Fifty. It wasn't fifty eight. Was it fifty eight? It was fifty eight. Did they score? Was it wasn't nil? Was it? Fifty eight six. Fifty eight. No, uh, it was fifty eight six. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Take that off and it's 52 now. Yeah, 52 score. now. It's yeah. a good score. Dominant score. Um, but I reckon um, definitely dot bottom four for me. Definitely. No, it was 58 nil. It was 58 nil. <laughs> but but regardless, would you no, put... No, just let me hear me out. Let yeah, me, yeah, let okay, me just I hear relive you out, yeah. this. Let All me right. just get my stat hard again. Okay. And Mitchell Moses missed... Yes. Missed uh, four conversions mm. on the on the take. Is that what you're saying? For, he missed four conversions and he missed the covering penalty the goal. spread. He was trying to cover the spread. So they could, have, they could have almost had seventy. Could have. They could have. Imagine that oh. seventy nil. Yep. That would have been the best. If only they'd anyway. taken a few of those points and put them into the storm game. It'd be nice if you could carry <laughs> over a few, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been anything over nice. forty. You can take into the next game. I would have rather win. 30 nil yeah. and then beat the right, uh, beat storm the storm 30 34 to 32 <laughs> you should be able to do that see that that's a great rule forget about the forget about the 2040 carry over points 
Well, yeah. If you beat a team by more than 30, anything over 30 you get to take into the next game. Well, yeah. Now that's and a I cracker. That's a great. This that's is where a I think this is where rule. we're a glass half we're a glass half full podcast, right? Yeah. We always well, have been. Well, no, we get a smaller cup and then it's full. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And so this smaller cup, it could <laughs> there are going to be this is the content we are going to be in for for the next 6 months. It's just yeah. like Brace shit ideas. Yeah. Although I'm coming around to Brace now. Yeah. He's he's like the talent at at Fox. He's the thinker. He's the thinker. You know, there's trouble when yeah. um when when Brace the thinker. Yeah. But there are going to be so many good shit ideas. Like they're gonna someone's gonna suggest stuff like that because they're just they're just they're, they're just desperate. Fill yeah. in an hour. Yeah. We got we like got an hour and <laughs> there's no horse races on at the moment. Yeah. There's no horse races. We can't so watch like, a horse race, so we've yeah. just got to. I can't and wait till they actually watch old shows. Let's just sit around and watch Maddie Johns from last week. Yeah, exactly. Like that'll be a show. Watching Maddie yeah. Johns the last show. <laughs> well, have you noticed Maddie Johns? They're still doing these like Heine and Fletch skits. Fantastic. And it feels like so tone deaf. It's like it's not business as usual. Like it's like yeah. I know you've already done these, probably thinking that you get. The, so they're trying to just they're so desperate for content. Yeah. But watch watching like Fletch and Heine do a Lord of the Rings parody. Brilliant. When like we're all about to die from coronavirus. Well, what I like is how current that is. A Lord of the Rings parody. Now that is cutting edge. Lord of the Rings came out in 2000. Yeah. I I mean, they've really, were they waiting for the copyright to or something to die off, were they, before they could do it because they didn't want to have to pay royalties. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, that's a cracker. Um, I, 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 I just kind of think that. Um, uh, well, Scott Penn was talking about having esports. He was like, "Let's get the players." How good would that content be? I'm going to watch Dally Cherry Evans play Mitchell Moses in Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final oh, <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No, I tell you who would everyone would. I tell you who everyone would uh, 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 tune in to see. Dylan Walker. <laughs> That well, yeah. Everyone's wants everyone wants to see that. Yeah, because yeah. he's a great player. I've heard. He he's his level of con- his level of concentration is second yeah, to none. Takes it very seriously. Um. Also, I I reckon um, I reckon it'd be great if um they could just release a little bit of a how to video too for um all the players being interviewed at home on Skype. Oh, they're great. Aren't um, they? because what yeah. you what you need to do now, I might be showing my age here, but. What you need to do is go and get a couple of telephone books. Now, if you don't have a couple of telephone books, um, a couple of maybe a couple of uh, uh, cookbooks, yep. that'd do. A couple of cookbooks would be right. Um, and put them under your computer. Just prop it up just a little bit and give yourself a bit more of a, uh, a flattering angle. Yeah. What you want to be, you want to be about night, you, you want to be kind of eye level with the camera. If, if, if you can look straight ahead and you can see the camera, then that's generally where you should be going. <laughs> because Ricky Stewart obviously went, we talked about it last week, Ricky Stewart yeah. went full, I'm at the strip club, I don't want you to see what's behind me. <laughs> but I've noticed they're all, like pretty much everyone's doing it. Everyone's they're got doing, yeah. their computer on their coffee table and they're and doing they're it into, down, and they're yeah. looking down into it. And it's just like, fellas, fellas, just prop it up. Just, just a little bit. You know? well, Gutherson did one where he 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 sat right in front of his window, <laughs> like so he just sat 
right in front of his window. Oh, so it all just blew out. Phone, and you just—he was just this dark figure. Like yeah. He just—you couldn't see anything. Yep. You couldn't see anything of him, but like his outline. And again, and just was this on Fox? Yeah, it was. On again, Fox. brilliant because they're going to have that link up before they go to him. Yeah. At what point just, do you just go, Gutho, 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 just, just, just go one, go one eighty, yeah. mate, go one eighty, just flip it. You want to be lit. There you go. Okay, now we're going to cross to him. Three, two, one, Gutho. Like, yeah. uh, it's um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a fucking head shaker, man. The only thing I can imagine is if. All the producers have been let go. Yeah, which they probably have. Yeah, and it's just Fletcher and Heine behind the control desk just well, then, working it out. Now it's you're not allowed groups of more than two people now, are you? So are they even going to be able to do it? <laughs> well, gonna, I think that's I think that's social. Them. I think at work you can have more okay. than groups of two people, right? Yeah, as long yeah, as you're yeah. obeying the... Work? I don't two, know what that is. don't yeah, know what work well, is. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's like when you sit around with a hangover and you go through financials. Yeah. That's, that's that's work. Yeah. Um, well, I've got. Uh, I'm going to be pretty much in your your uh, neck of the woods too, Billy. I'm just. Uh, I'm going to have to look for for a few pointers on how to film a day. Yeah. Well, I might have to go sad. and watch um, yeah. about a boy. You know that Hugh Grant film. Yeah, vaguely. It's been a while. Well, he it's Hugh Grant and his uh, his character um, makes royalties from his a song that his dad wrote. Uh, so he yeah. doesn't have to work. He just gets a whole lot of money coming in from this royalty song. Yeah, I know and, what that's like. Yeah, and so I, he yeah. just basically has his week planned out to try and fill time. It's just like, you know, get a haircut, get a facial. <laughs> and he just tries to, and each one's worth a certain amount of points and he's got to try and get to 20 points because that'll fill the day up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. I get a I get a royalty check every now and then for yeah. one of my yeah I had a I had a song on a compilation a few many 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 years ago yeah and uh, if it gets played best <laughs> is it the best of Richard's realm check I got a check for like seventy two cents once fantastic like, you, yeah wow did you frame it is I haven't framed it it's sitting in Asics unclaimed money you should put it um you should frame it and put it up next to uh, coach Taylor's frame photo yeah, that I gave right. you for your birthday yeah that's right that's right fantastic all right um well while you while you're there um are you are you, are you feeling a little bit frisky I've uh, you know all this time at home Yes. Yeah, actually, you know. Well, because the I kids are home with you now too, right? So you haven't been, yeah, you haven't had as much time to, um, no. you to know, work on, my hard work on some hard stats. All right. So here we are. Hard stats. The kids are in bed. I think I needed that. Just you and your laptop open to do with whatever you want to. <laughs> uh, I've got some hard stats here. Uh, Albion headgear. Sent in a yep. couple of hard stats. He loves a hard stat. He's good on. He's a, he's, he, he's he's got a he's very virile. With oh, his I, hard stats. Yeah, he must be young because he just goes one hard stat after another, and then you think, well, that's a, a big stat, one. And it's it's hard again. And then he's straight just away. ready for another hard stat almost straight yeah. away. So yeah. it's amazing. Um, in the history of the NRL, Manly are the only team to have a hundred percent win record against the Roosters at Leichhardt Oval. Now that's a hard stat. Now that's and that's not just this game that we played them. We we played them there about thirty five years ago, <laughs> and we beat them then too. Wow. Yeah. That's and wasn't uh, it? Wasn't it a home game for them? Yeah. Well, that's that's oh, it, mate. How dumb they they 
Well, here's a here's a here's a hard stat. Manly have a hundred percent on the road winning record in twenty twenty. We're that the road wa- we're, we're the road the warriors. Road, road warriors. Yeah, that's a like that's the, a hard like stat. the bulldogs are the dogs of war, and you're the road warriors. That's it. Now uh, Albion headgear. He's had he's had a quick quick uh, sip of pineapple juice, and now he's and he's fired off another hard stat. <laughs> Manly's first ever win in the NRL came in round seven, 1947, against the Power Eels. Wow. Now, that's a hard start. That's, that's, an, that's, yeah. an, old, that's an old hard that's start. An old, that's an old that's balls. That's a crusty old, that's, that's just, but still hard. Yeah, Not still even, amazingly even hard. Any, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the uh, hard stats that I've got. Are you got any hard stats? Well, uh, our good friend Richard Cranium. Yep. Or Rich Cranium, yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, he said Manly has scored as many NRL tries in 2020, yep, as Para has conceded. Mm, yep, Para's defense has been bad. It's, I don't understand. I don't takes really lot, understand that stat. It takes it takes a lot I'll, to admit that Para's defense is poor in 2020. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what he that's that that's. I the don't point really know what he means, but I like that. Um, he's like he's like the best. You get in a little tiff with anyone, yeah. It's like he's the best wingman ever. Yeah. Like he'll just go out there and just attack. Oh, he's he's definitely got the lyrics to um, uh, True Blue, tattooed <laughs> across his back. Yeah, he's. he's Is it standing guy. by your mate when he's in a fight? When he's in a Twitter fight? That's right. Or he just ca- he, he dives in. He <laughs> yeah. dives in. Sometimes we have to cool them off. I think he, him and um, another Twitter user, DCE Manly, maybe there's a DCE Manly who I think's quite young. Right. Um, and they got into it quite seriously once. Like it all started out as a bit of banter mm. and then they, they started calling each other champ. <laughs> that's just not on, yeah. you know. You, yeah. you, there's lines you cross. Calling someone champ. Or as soon bug. as as soon as soon as someone's called champ, or 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 buddy, yeah, um, yeah. That that's 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 gone to a new level. You know, someone's about to get triggered. Yeah, exactly. But um, I've got some hard stats. Well, they're not really. They're they're, they're limp, mediocre, kind of floppy stats. Okay, you but double just, you, you double thumbing this stat in basically. Yeah, you just kind of it's well, it's just there, and you mm. kind of got to take it. But mm. it's uh, uh, do I really have to? But oh, come on, honey, it's just yeah. you know it's yeah. been so long. Yeah. Uh, we're in quarantine. <laughs> what else have we got to do? But I'm I've got I've got to say I'm loving any time you can still repeat like the eels being on top of the table and undefeated. Yeah. And and so that was the first one, which para fans just had a week of making that joke and now it's kind of lame. Mm. But the, the, the variation on it now is the Roosters being the least successful premiership defence. I'm love that's the one that's just wow. had me going today because yep. the very few Roosters fans that are out there get absolutely triggered by it. Don't like, know. It's quite it's hilarious. And it's a bit it just goes to show that they know that they're a fake team. <laughs> they are when they've just won team, yeah. two. They've won back-to-back tr- premierships, yeah. And yet they're so insecure. Yeah, I saw former legend who is he's not former. He's a legend, and he was um he he just did it obviously tongue in cheek, you know, saying oh they're so starved for success, and mm. he had Roosters fans like legitimately firing up at him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah. It's, so that's that's going to be the one that I push this week. Uh, Tigers ninth. That was hilarious. That joke never gets old, does it? Just making jokes about the Tigers coming ninth. Yeah, that's great. And it's the fact that they are, the so fact original. that they're currently ninth is just great. <laughs> they're just frozen on that ladder for the rest of the comp. So good. For the rest of time. Yeah. When the NRL ends, it's going to have the Tigers in ninth. Yeah. But yeah, they're 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 my lukewarm oh, floppy okay. floppy stats. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I'm hungover. Stats. Maybe I need to. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it, Billy Buttons. Um, yeah. Great uh, financials. Yeah. Well, there you go. Take them all. I have to caveat them all, obviously. With uh, I am not involved with any of the clubs. I don't know what's going on. So. You know, this is just, a, I'm just a simple working class kid from the Western suburbs who thought he'd have a go. And that's yep. what this country's about right now is having a go. That's what it is. It's about having a go and staying home. Yeah. Stay home, people. That's it. Uh, and as we always say at this time of the night, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white. And may Brendan Elliott Ooh. kiss you goodnight. I thought Brendan Elliott because he's brave and we all need he's, to be brave. We, need, we, we all, all need to. We, we, all we need, are. I am Brendan Elliott. I am Brendan Elliott. <laughs> we are all Brendan Elliott. We all just need to be brave. We all we all just need a little bit of Brendan Elliott inside of us. Awaken well, the Brendan inside you. That's it. I'd like a bit of Brendan inside me. <laughs> I'd like to see Brendan inside you. Just a little bit of him. Um, all right. Good night, Australia. <laughs>